Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Welcome back, Kim. Carrie, it's good to be back for another conversation. Always, always for a conversation with you. My favorite, my favorite time of the week, Kim, are these episodes and recording, having these conversations, unpacking together. It's great. I don't know what, Carrie, we've been talking for a very long time. And it is so funny because we circle back to things constantly because they're still top of mind. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And today, Kim, we're going to talk about one of your other favorite topics, which is ding, 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 collaboration. Oh, my goodness, Carrie, you know my love language. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I actually do. Well, Kim... I reckon we should start off with maybe you could give us a little bit of a princess background on collaboration so that everyone knows straight off the bat what we're talking about. Well, collaboration just for this conversation, really, I just want to say is it's the ability to work together to do something to come to the same goal. So you may get a different outcome each person may get a different outcome, but the goal would be the same. So when the goal is the same, it's really easy to work together to accomplish it. It's different, and I, I guess I want to put this in here too, Carrie. It's different than a joint venture, and it's different than like an affiliate kind of relationship. A collaboration is something um, very special, in my opinion. Because when you can collaborate on something, especially at a high level, you get exponential results, not only for you and whoever you're collaborating with, but whoever the end goal benefits. So how's that for a mouthful? But it's win-win-win is the, I guess, is the formula. I like it, Kim, and I think that explains it really well. But can I add also that... This can be in the monetary sense or non-monetary sense as well. So most of the time with collaboration, money is the individual thing. So it's not that you collect money together and you split the money. That's a joint venture. Collaboration, when you're talking about money, it benefits everybody. So maybe you have a book and I have a book. And because we came together for a book signing, it benefits both of our audiences and they pay us directly for whatever that is. So that hopefully that gives a clear enough example of the difference. If you and I had a book together, that's a joint venture. So that would be we collect the money for the book and we split the money for the book. The collaboration is normally Everybody is individually collecting whatever it is, but they all come together for that one goal. So, Kim, going back to your example, if, if you had a book and I had a book and then we did book signing together, that would be almost like a cross-promotion, cross-pollination, 
each of our audiences coming together in the same place to get to know each other as well. It is, Carrie. And anytime you do a collaboration, this is my my princess opinion, anytime you do a collaboration, it should benefit everyone. There should be no one who does not have some sort of benefit from it. So if there's 12 people, 15 people, 20 people collaborating together, because collaboration doesn't have to just be two people. It can be a group of people. But when they come together, everyone should benefit. It should be something that they either get more street cred, they get monetary, you know, they get people who hire them, they get more clients, they get more exposure in some way. There's lots of different ways to benefit from collaboration. So, Kim, if I was thinking about going into a collaboration, what are some of the things that I need to be mindful of for myself? Am I the right person to join a collaboration? So, Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Kerry. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? But you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it? We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Kerry Zab, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you, We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us and the link is in the show notes. Oh, that's better, Kim. I've opened up the boom gates. Have you got your bucket? (laughs) I do, Carrie, I do. Now, where were we, Carrie? Um... Oh, there it is. In case anyone doesn't know what that sound was, that was Carrie rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm sure that needed explanation. <laughs> so my opinion is, again, this is an opinion thing. My opinion is everyone should be doing collaborations because they're so amazingly successful when you go in the right way. When you connect with people who are generous, this is one of the things I do think People have to understand collaboration. If you get someone who I'm going to call elbows to the front, it's all about me. I'm going to just get my way and I'm going to elbow my way to the top and, and you know, I'm going to be a showboat. I'm not going to collaborate together. I'm going to showboat and it's all about me and all of that. that, that they have not matured enough, I'm going to say, to do a collaboration. Um, but collaboration, when you start out, One of my, I guess, biggest things of advice is to start really small because anytime you jump ahead to something bigger, 
you don't give yourselves enough time to like kind of meld together, kind of gel and make sure you really do have the same goal. Because Carrie, you and I can say, you know, my goal is X, Y, Z. And you say, my goal is X, Y, Z. And, and we're, we think we are saying the same thing when in theory, maybe it's not the same thing, you know, and when you do a smaller one, you can test the waters, I'll call it. And Kim, you've just sparked something in my mind as to who we should be collaborating with, because you and I have been hanging out for years now, we can say that in the plural. (laughs) (laughs) We can. However, what you mentioned earlier was really kind of special in that, you know, we're going for the same goal. We want the same outcome. So you could know someone for many years, yet if you haven't actually worked together before, I wonder if then the perception in your mind of, oh, I know this person really well. Yes, we'd work really well together. We'd definitely make this work. Could be a little bit of a fallacy for us if we've not done a collaboration with them before. It can be very dangerous for relationships. It can also be very magical for relationships. So you have to, like, and that's the thing. I want to differentiate really quickly between partnerships and collaboration because a collaboration should have a beginning and an end date. So we're going to do this specific thing for this specific period of time. You're responsible for this. I'm responsible for, you know, this other part. And this is the goal we're going toward. That, that is the like very simple kind of collaboration talk. When you're talking about a partnership, it's, it's forever. It's like, it's just always going to be. So until we end it, it's a partnership. I, I zero, I'm going to say that zero times do I ever advise anyone to do a, a partnership. Um, partnerships usually go, go fine for a minute and then Everybody has life happening and they have different ideas of where they want their life to go. So to, to feel like you're going to spend the next 30 or 40 years with somebody on the same goal is not really reality. So most partnerships end very badly. Whereas if you will come in and you keep your business, I keep my business, we come together and our businesses together make a bigger impact versus taking, you know, I'll call it swallowing up versus versus swallowing up another business. So I, I do want to say that, Carrie. I hope I'm even staying on track. I get so fired up about this. <laughs> Kim, I know this is one of your absolute, like, soapbox topics, let's call it that. And, and I agree, and, and hence why I'm kind of leaving the microphone to you a lot in this episode, because I know you've got so much to share in this space and all your years of wisdom to share with everyone tuning in. And I think in my years of business, I've not seen many partnerships last. And when I say last, only up to now, like we're only talking to today that I've even seen one that's still in existence and seems to still be solid and I think will go the distance. But I've seen so many come and go and, and some I even know now that are a little bit rocky and may not make it. And it's not to say it's going to end badly and it's not to say that they're not going to be able to work it out and, and move forward. But 
I think you're right, Kim, on that strain on the relationship because it's really forming one entity. You, you, you come together in a partnership to be one. And then imagine every single decision. You've got two parties, sometimes four. Sometimes there's, there's partners in, in each of the parties that come together. It's pretty hard to make decisions on a day-to-day basis long-term and stay on the same page. And back to what you said, Kim, who's got the crystal ball? Who knows where your life's going to be in five years, 10 years, 15 years? Life changes. We change as humans. We grow and develop and our, I won't say our personalities change, although some do, and that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> but it it is like think about the reality and think about how realistic it is. So therefore, a collaboration or a joint venture de- does sound more appealing for a period of time. But I love what you said, Kim, about that little little tester, that little taste tester of you know do something small and tiny and see how that goes. Dip your toe in the water together. And, and see for both parties and be honest about that. You've spoken about this many times before, Kim, is the open, honest communication that is required in these spaces. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Oh my goodness, you are wanting me to get spicy this morning. <laughs> so I'm going to say that one of the secrets that's not secret to a successful collaboration is having a breakup plan. And a breakup plan is not so that you break up. It's a a breakup plan is to save a relationship. So when you can't have those conversations, when the conversations, and, and let me be very clear about this too, you don't have these conversations constantly. Like it's not something that you have to have this, this stressful conversation all the time. But if you can share your fears of something, And the other person hears you and understands, and you work together to get through both of your fears, both of your um, pain points, both of your everything, the other side of that is absolutely gold. If you cannot have a hard conversation with someone that you want to collaborate with, you shouldn't collaborate with them because the relationship will be destroyed. You know, if we have, and Carrie, I'm going to use you and I for an example really quickly. If we have something going on, we may need to wait a minute to have the conversation because one of us has been an extra hot mess this week or we have something melty going on. You know, something's going on. If, if you would have talked to me about anything pretty serious a couple of weeks ago when, when Rufy you know, my, my puppy passed away, I wasn't in any state to have a conversation. So that's a really important part to know too, is you don't just blurt out these kind of conversations. But if we can't have a conversation and we can't have a hard conversation, you really shouldn't be collaborating because it's the breakup part that destroys the relationship, not the, you know, not the opposite. So if you want to have a relationship permanently and a collaboration temporarily, that's the best way to flip it instead of being friends for a little while and then parting ways because you're mad at each other over a collaboration. And Kim, I like what you said about having respect for the other person because we we 
do have things come up in life that we don't expect. They're not on our calendar. And having respect for the other party not to, you know, slam them with questions that need decisions because, you know, it's time and this, that and the other. Working together as a team and being mindful that when stuff happens on the other side, we just need to, you've said it before, Kim, we're not doctors. So therefore <laughs> it's it's okay, you know. And yeah, I think that that's the biggest key word for me is that respect in the relationship that needs to be part of the foundation of a collaboration with the right person. So if you've entered maybe a collaboration and you're not getting that from the other side, that could be a little bit of a, a little flag in the situation to that may need to be addressed. You know, again, if you are comfortable enough with this person to have that conversation when the time is right, bring it up, be open and honest because as humans, we don't read minds. And if one of us is on a path and the other one's on another path and we're not, you know, sharing a lot of space together, but we are working together on a project, we, there's no ESP out there giving the, the waves of what's going on in each other's minds. So, so Carrie, you bring up something really important and that is don't assume. Like, don't assume you know what the other person is thinking. If, if you're feeling any sort of way, if you're having feelings about something, say something. Do be like choicey, I'll call it, with when you bring something up. But I don't think hiding something or sitting on something that you're clear about. If I'm upset about something and I'm clearly upset about it, I need to respectfully say that so that we can work through whatever. And I honestly feel like this is almost relationship 101. Yeah, because we want a relationship to last, period. So how do we how do we value the relationship and do some things together? And there are some people, I'm just going to tell you, I have been burned in collaboration. There are some people that say, well, I did that that one time and, you know, they did awful. Well, I've been collaborating for decades and I'm going to tell you, I've been burned as well. Like it's not something you, like you said, we don't have a crystal ball and we don't always know, but starting out in a giant project is not usually the best choice. It's usually, um, and I'll give an example from Clubhouse because we're on Clubhouse all the time. You and I started out on Clubhouse together. Like we did some rooms together and it just turned into more and more magic for us. We didn't sit down and write out a plan for doing the, the rooms, but that's a way to start testing the waters, start testing to see if somebody is really going to be, you know, you and I are, are different. We have a lot of the same goals. You and I are different in the fact that, you know, we speak different languages. We laugh about this all the time. But the magic between us is partly because there's a difference. And so I look at that and I think, I can't imagine Carrie doing over a thousand rooms with anybody else. I literally have done over a thousand rooms with you on Clubhouse. Anybody thinks that's for the faint of heart. It's not. That's a lot of time invested. And, and both of us believed in that. Like we believed in, and the outcome has been amazing. But it didn't start with, Carrie, let's do a thousand rooms together. Oh, no. And so that's the whole thing is 
take it. Don't try to jump ahead of the process. Stay small. If you do a project with somebody and it works wonderfully, do a little bit longer one. But always have that start and end date where you're not, you know, well, for the next 25 years, we're going to do this. No, 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 no. That's not collaboration. Like, that. that's not the best way to collaborate. And Kim, I feel like there's a, a bit of a magic. You you have a magic number called 13. Yeah. And you use you use 13 a lot. And it just happens to be a quarter. It happens to be three months is 13 weeks. So there's something a little bit magical if someone wanted to run a test. And they could do what we did and just, you know, turn up and see what happens because reliability in other humans is a huge factor when it comes to business, collaborations, joint ventures, all of those spaces. So if you wanted to test something, you could just, you know, do what we did and turn up and see what happens and get to know that person on a different level. Or I love your magic 13 weeks, Kim. It's it, There's something special about that. It's a good number. I love 13, Carrie, and there's lots of reasons for it. But one of the things about the magic of it, of a quarter or 13 weeks is you can do almost anything for 13 weeks. Like if, if we started having some sort of a collaboration and we went from, let's say, a one-time thing, we went to a seven-day thing, we went to a 30-day thing, and we're at the 13-week spot. 13 weeks is pretty magical in the fact that if, if something happens during that time, you can make up for the other person. If something happens during that time, you have the ability to go, you know, I really think we're at the end of our collaboration right now. Like, you know, so at the end of the 13 weeks, you don't renew or you don't, you don't start another one for a little while. Maybe you take a break. But you also brought up something, Carrie, about knowing who you're collaborating with and, and the reliability part. You know, if someone has a hard time showing up on time to everything they do, if someone has a hard time meeting deadlines for everything they do, you need to consider your patience factor. Because if I know someone's going to be late and we just blow it off, oh, that's just how that person is. What happens when we're with a client or what happens when we're with something serious where there's a serious deadline that if we don't meet it, there's going to be a bigger consequence. It's a reflection on us. And so I will say life happens and some deadlines get missed. You know, you can't be rigid because we're talking humans. We're not talking robots. So humans mess up. Humans can be late. Humans cannot show up. Like the list is long of what humans are, you know, capable of. But it's a pattern. And Kim, I think that is what we look for. We look for that pattern. And and it can be in all the different pieces. It's not just punctuality. You know, it's rely the whole reliability space of you're going to be working with this person. Does it feel fair? Does it feel like everyone's pulling their their weight and, and doing their part? What you agreed upon? Because once that starts to kind of break down a little bit and those you can't turn off those feelings and thoughts that we have in our head because we're as human as the next person. So whether you're on the receiving end of that or maybe you're the one giving it, who knows? 
Um, but you can't you can't switch that off once that starts to seep in. It's it's like resenting a relationship. You can't turn off those feelings. So it's it's exactly the same thing. So I'm glad we tapped into that as well, Kim. But we've got to kind of wrap it up and get out of here. But before we do, did you mention that you'd seen an article somewhere? I did. It was a Harvard review um, that they were saying the number one skill that they hire for or that executives hire for um, the number one desirable skill that very few people have is what it says. And I was so shocked because I was reading the article, just reading the article because I wanted to know what that skill was. And it was collaboration. It was someone being collaborative was the number one skill. And I thought, wow, because it is, it is a rare thing. And I am going to say that too, Carrie. It's not something that everybody knows how to do but it is something everybody can learn how to do. I love it. Kim, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom in today's topic. It's been an amazing conversation. Thank you for everything, Carrie. And thank you for being a collaborator with me. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes And they can't wait to chat with you next week.